Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back, back here on a Wednesday, and we got no Grifka today. No Grifka on the show, but uh, what I want to do today is something a little different. I want to go old school. I want to go straight up, me with the mic, talking Lions football. Um, No gimmicks, no sounds, no nothing. Just me with a couple bullet points, talking Lions football with you, the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. So um, let's not waste any time like we never do on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Let's get right into it. Let's talk some news and notes. So the biggest thing on Lions fans' mind is Double Z. Zach Zenner, um, a fan favorite here in Detroit. A guy that, you know, when they got him coming out of the draft, I, was, I knew about him and I knew that he had some crazy college production. So I was happy that they got him as an undrafted guy. And he came in here, you know, kind of a depth player, and then he started getting some PT, and it seemed like every time he got the football, good things happened. So, you know, I was happy about that. Um, All of a sudden, people started going a little overboard, thinking that uh, this guy is a real top-shelf NFL back. I mean, the more I read about him, you absolutely love the story about him being, you know, at med school and all the dreams and visions he has. He obviously, um, like I say, always produced. He has a good head on his shoulders you know, produced in all types of uh, avenues, you know, offense and and on special teams as well. And this guy really transformed his body. I mean, he got uh, dieseled out, got absolutely ripped the last couple years, you know, always seemed to be a guy that could pound it up the middle, get those tough yards when you need them, as well as uh, break some tackles, all those things we like to see here in Detroit. So was pretty surprised to see double Z Zach Zenner um, get cut. I feel like what Bob Quinn is doing, though, is he's he's trying to reform this running back position, get a little more juice, get a little more athleticism, speed, the ability to catch the football, kind of be more dynamic. You know, you do need those meat and potatoes guys, those guys that can do the little things, but you also need some game changers. So I think he just maybe saw an opportunity to uh, move on from Zach Zenner, kind of see if they bring him back in the fold. He's obviously always a guy that's on speed dial. But, uh, you know, they they let him go. People were up in arms. You know, I get it um, because of the name, because of who he is. But, um, you know, trust in Bob Quinn, know what he's up to. And uh, they go ahead and the next day they bring in James James Washington. James Williams, sorry, James Williams. I, I'm thinking Washington State is where he's from. So so James Williams, uh, this is a guy I really liked throughout the draft process. Uh, if you watch him in college, he was kind of that uh, do all types of things back for that crazy system they had there at uh, Washington State, I believe. And, uh, 
you know, I just thought he was kind of like a Theo type. He is athletic and catch the football, not very big, um, you know, not a tremendous runner, but can run, you know, was featured in their run game a little bit. So I know I kept my eye on him, kind of those late round picks, you know, thinking that he might be a good um, project back, a guy with some upside to go get. And uh, sure enough, I think he went to Kansas City as an undrafted free agent. I was like, oh, man, look out for him in Kansas City. You know, some of those deep, crazy 32-team fantasy leagues I was doing. Had my eyes on James Washington in some of those drafts. And, uh, you know, didn't come away with him. But sure enough, like before you could blink, he was cut by the Kansas City Chiefs. And I didn't really hear why. You know, I didn't hear if it was a work ethic issue, if it was... You know, couldn't pick up the playbook, just wasn't having a good camp, whatever it was, they moved on from him. So I thought, man, you know, maybe I'm wrong with this guy because if he was going to do anything, it was going to be kind of a passing uh, down back or kind of gadget player, you know, to add to that Kansas City offense. So he kind of went away and didn't hear much about him, you know, kind of somewhat wrote, wrote him off, even though I still liked his uh, overall tape and some of the things he brought to the table. And sure enough, the uh, Bob Quinn and the Detroit Lions ended up bringing uh, Williams uh, in to kind of fill that role. They just got rid of uh, with Zach Zenner. So um, one player I don't have much on, I was going to try to kind of research him before the show, but just uh, life's been crazy and, and time is, is is tough. But that, that Stockton kid who they had and then they got rid of, and then it looks like they brought back, I think, in a running back perspective. I remember seeing him in the preseason game, which we'll get to later. And uh, I don't know, I, I really didn't see much from him, but he did look kind of young and athletic. And I think I, I read that he was uh, Kyler Murray's running back, you know, when he was there at uh, either at Texas Tech, I think it was before he before he moved on Oklahoma. I'm not sure if I have that right, but um you know, I, I kind of want to know what he has or, you know, I can't see both those guys making it, but I can definitely see those guys kind of battling it out. Or do we have something there and a practice squad player? So um curious to see Bob Quinn's turning over that bottom of the roster. No doubt. They also brought in the uh, the quarterback from the AAF. I want to say Perez is the last name. Um, can't say I watched too many AAF games. I remember getting like super excited. Like, oh man, it's football. I love football whenever it's on. And then I watched it and I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's the presentation or, you know, the crazy names and uniforms or just the fact that, you know, it just didn't catch on with me right from the start. So I can't say I watched too many games, but I do remember hearing there was a few quarterbacks there that, um, you know, had some good games, you know, some different skill sets. I want to say Perez, you know, is one of those guys that I, I did catch when I watched a game where, um, you know, can, can do some different things back there and put up some good stat lines. Now, again, it was against AAF talent. Um, I, I don't know what the Lions are doing at quarterback. They're kind of just taking stabs. I, I've said from a while now what I think is going to happen is Tom Savage is going to be that guy. He's going to be that backup. But, uh like I say, he's been away a couple weeks with the coming back from that concussion. I think that, uh, you know, if he's healthy and get back in the groove, he's a guy that can, he's, he's started in the NFL. He's been in the NFL. He's familiar with these coaches. He has an eight, uh, plus arm, as they say, you know, can throw the football um, as needed. So I just think Tom Savage would be that guy for Matt Stafford where he kind of, can help him watch tape, can help him pick up on things, can come in in a pinch. But if Matt Stafford goes down, we all know there's going to be issues on this football team. And, 
that's that's kind of how I see the quarterback shaking out. Like maybe they keep one of these guys as a project player, you know, on that practice squad, but I still see them kind of keeping two quarterbacks. And uh, I don't know, Josh Johnson does some things that intrigue me, you know, from his uh, mentality to his ability to run. Um, you know, he's had some glowing reviews at some of the stops he's been at in the NFL, even though he's usually only there a few weeks or a season or so, and then they move on from Josh Johnson. I mean, it, it wouldn't kill me if he ends up being the backup quarterback if they thought he could bring a few more things and, and still really had that good mentality when it comes to the uh, watching the tape, all that type of stuff in the background. So. Um, those are kind of like some main Lions items that that were on top of my mind. One more thing I want to get to before we take a break, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about preseason game three. I'm going to kind of talk about who is this team? You know, where where do the Lions sit right now, in my opinion? And we we might do some in and outs as well, just kind of like guys that are, I mean, are they on this roster or they need to get out? Um, You know, we're going to kind of dive into that as well. So, like I say, a different type of show today. Um, You know, always try to go for some of the entertainment value. I was like, let me do an old school school show. We're just talking football. And one cool thing I'm working on. So if I do this where we're just chatting football, talking Lions on Friday, what I'm trying to pull together is I want to get some of my friends on here, some people that I know are Lions fans and get their take. You know, we're always hearing from me and Grifka, you know, um, things like that. But what are other people thinking of this team? We're one week away from playing real games that count, real things that matter. So I reached out to a few of my buddies, a few other people that I know, and I'm hoping to put together a fun show for you on Friday that's just like other people's takes, maybe five or ten minutes with each of those people, maybe a few voicemails. I asked a few people to call in and give me their take. Again, everybody out there listening, we're about to go in the season. Don't pull a Grifka. Don't wait till week 8, 9, 10 and say, see, I told you so when we didn't hear from you ahead of time. If you think you know what this team is, good, bad, or otherwise, call into that listener line, 989-272-3484. That's 989-272-Kevin-Smith-Herman-Moore. Get that call in. Tell me what the lines are going to be. Tell me their record. Talk some trash. Hype up this team if you think they're going uh, into the playoffs and getting some W's. And then I'll give you credit. We'll shout you out on the show. We'll put your um, call out there. And then we'll also make fun of you if you say they're going to be terrible and they go out and win a bunch of games and play great. We'll give you dap if you say they're going to suck and they end up sucking because you called it ahead of time. What you don't get credit for is when Grifka waits until he sees what they're doing or some of you out there will wait until you you know what the team is. They get a few major injuries and you go, oh man, see I knew this team was going to be terrible. They can't compete. Um you know, we can't have that on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. we got to have people come early, come strong. And I'm hoping some of my friends will do that as well as you out there listening. Call up. Give me a two, three minute voicemail. Bring the bring the heavy lumber. Bring the energy. Be, be funny. But also give your take on this football team before we kick off the 2019 season. So with all that being said, before we go to break... I want to do one more quick thing, and that's rant on Andrew Luck. Some of you guys heard me do this on the uh, Fantasy Football Flavor Show. I gave you a little taste. I just want to do two quick rants on him, and then I also got a little something from Mike Lombardi as well. So Andrew Luck, this guy's getting all this love around the league about, oh, he made such a tough decision, how commendable, like, you know, if he doesn't want to play, it's his business. Listen. If this guy doesn't want to play football 
and wants to go travel around and use all this money the team gave him and just sit around and read books and build buildings with his engineering degree great good for him you know anybody that wants to leave if you're not in a good situation you want to leave a job or you want to leave um, pro sports no big issue with that the issue i have is twofold with everybody saying that that Andrew Luck, like he's not leaving his teammates high and dry. I mean, this is the top guy in the organization underneath the owner. You know, it's basically like owner, quarterback, and then GM when it comes to a football team. And he's just walking away, leaving all these guys a week before, like couldn't quit before like the, uh, the, the training camp, couldn't, you know, one week before we kick it off for real. You, you go ahead and leave and there's like no repercussions like the teammates or you think they're just all like perfectly cool with it. Like, oh, we're still going to have a great season. Jacoby Brissett might be okay. I mean, this guy has played. He has seems to have a good head on his shoulders, can kind of do some things. He's not going to be dynamic, but I think he could be okay. But for people just to give this guy this total free pass and not call him out at all that you just basically left your team. It's all about you. You know, like I can't re I I'm so in pain. Yeah. What about, what about the offensive lineman that's down there just beating his tail, banging his head into the guy in front of him, trying to, you know, work as hard as he can every day. What about that, uh, you know, skill player that's all dinged up right now and still trying to go through these preseason games and make a roster. You know, that makes no money. These guys that make hundreds of thousands of dollars and you make tens of millions for years and years where you didn't even play. I mean, you sat over there with all these injuries. You didn't even play. You didn't give those checks back. You collected those. Great. And now you're walking away and just saying, hey, guys, good luck to you. I wish I could. I really want to be there for you, except I'm quitting and I'm not going to be there for you. So that frustrates me because you can't have it either way. You know, it's just, and, and I don't like the free pass. And the other thing I just want to hit on again, if you didn't hear the earlier show, I hate the free pass with the money. Like if you leave your job tomorrow, cause you're upset, you don't like your boss, you don't like your coworkers, whatever. Nobody cares. You know, if you, if you walk away, hopefully you get something better. Hopefully you're happier, whatever the case may be. But the CEO of that company shouldn't be, uh, you know, under the assumptions to say, Oh, not only are we happy you're leaving and hope you have great things to come, but we'll also just continue to pay you. I mean, don't show up. I mean, don't do any work, but we'll just continue to pay you. Like, it doesn't happen in real life, and I don't think it should happen in, in football. Like, if you're there busting your ass, you're there with your teammates, and you're there um, giving it your all, hey, you're owed every penny that's due to you, you know, in regards to... Um, you know, whatever your worth is, your value to that organization, that team, whatever it may be. But the minute you quit, the minute you walk away, you don't just also get it. I mean, that's setting a horrible precedent. Why would other people not walk away and say, you're still going to pay me, right? I mean, I know people act like uh, the, the quarterback is this unicorn, and it is to some degree, but that's a bad precedent to set. It's also just enraging Lions fans for no reason about... Oh, wow, how, could, how dare they do that to Calvin? How dare they ask Barry for money back? Those guys quit and walked away from the game and didn't fulfill their contractual obligations. You know, you don't also get the money and the freedom and the, you know, non-work aspect. You kind of get one or the other. You want to go have your freedom and not work? Great. But you don't get the money. You want to stay here and work and be there for everybody and, and, and be the first one in, last one out? 
we'll pay you the absolute most like we do the quarterback position. So that's my rant on that. I mean, I'm sure most people are just willing to, you got to make the quarterback happy and you have to let people do whatever they want to do. And again, you didn't hear me one time in this rant say he should play if he doesn't want to, or just get out there. But you know, you, you can't leave, walk away and still get every perk too. It makes no sense to me. just logically. So there, there's my Andrew Luck rant. I, I'm done. We won't bring him up anymore. But don't compare it to Detroit. Don't, don't cry about this, that, and the other. We don't treat people well. You know, it's, it's players that are walking away from the game. When you walk away from the game, there's repercussions, and there's also lots of great things he's going to get out of it. As did Calvin, as did Barry, as did all these people that sort of decide that's it. They want to go do something else. So, like I say. I hope Andrew Luck has a tremendous life outside of football. If that's what he wanted to do, good for him. But I'm sick of Lions fans and people acting like we did people dirty when we didn't. And acting like he's not leaving, you know, 90 other men, 53 other men once the cutdowns happen. High and dry, especially as the quarterback. This is the backup, left tackle, left guard, you know, outside linebacker that's fifth on the depth chart. I don't have as big of an issue. But when you're the starting quarterback, you're a top five quarterback in football, and you're on a team that was going to have Super Bowl aspirations, yeah, I got issues with that. And if it was my team, I'd have lots of issues with that. So, again, now I'm done. One other thing, Mike Lombardi, this this freaking guy, this clown, he's on his podcast just going on and on and on about um, – you know, dragging on the Lions, saying Matt Stafford's hurt. He's got these inside sources talking about they might win three, four games. Oh, Matt Patricia doesn't know what he's doing. His funny gimmick line is, oh, just think about it. A pencil and a laminated sheet. Mike Lombardi, let me ask you something. Like, why do you think you're out of football, buddy? Why, why do you think nobody wants to hire you and, and nobody's clamoring to have you in the league? Because it's takes like that, it's opinions like that. You don't know what you're talking about. And you don't know what you're doing. So, so leave the uh, the player evaluations and leave the injury reports to those that have a clue, man. I, I was just listening to his show again today. This guy's just going on and on about nonsense again. Then they bring up the Lions fans about how we're ranting and raving and annoyed with him. And he's like, oh, Lions fans, I'm sorry. It's going to be okay. You got a perfect team. Nobody said we had a perfect team, you jamoke, but we uh, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just like these national people that rag on the Lions, have no idea what our roster is, have no idea who even plays for our team, and you're just saying we're going to be terrible. Oh, yeah, you, you got a real good pulse on the league, Mike Lombardi, uh, probably out there looking on Indeed every day to see what new job you can finagle out of somebody. Like, you know, I, I just don't know. I mean, again, this guy... At times he makes me laugh, and then at times I hear stuff like that, and I gotta go off on a rant because, like I say, this guy bounced around the league. He acts like he knows what he's talking about because he was in the same room as William Belichick and some of these guys. And everywhere you went, you got you got axed, and, and they didn't ask to ever have you back. And if they did, you you got axed again. So. I mean, just ragging on the Detroit Lions, especially our coach with these stupid one-liners that you think are funny. Like, you know, not only have we had enough, but you just need to go away, bro. So, anyway, I'm done with my rants. I'm done with my news and notes. Hope you guys enjoy that. Again, this is old school podcasting. This is straight football, straight talk right here from your boy Oakry, at Derek Oakry on Twitter. Hit me up. 
let's go ahead and take a break. We'll get Spotify. We'll get uh, Reality Sports Online. Again, fantasy football is right around the corner. If you haven't checked out Reality Sports Online, what the heck are you waiting for? The best fantasy platform on the planet if you're a football nut and want to really have some fun. And then uh, we're also going to get Anchor Podcast in here as well. They obviously always support us from day one. It's been tremendous. So go ahead and get those guys in here. Um, probably had a few ads maybe off the top as well. Just a couple quick ads. Make sure you listen to those. Make sure you uh, go to Reality Sports Online. Use that promo code Kool-Aid. All one word, lowercase. Get that discount. Get in there. That really helps us out. Let's just continue to do the show. And uh We'll just have a couple quick ads here, and then we're done with ads for the day. We'll be back. I'm talking preseason game three. Who the heck is this 2019 Detroit Lions from how I see it after um, a few looks here in the preseason? Who's in? Who's out? And uh, all the other things we'll do right here in the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction if you like what you see use promo code kool-aid one word lowercase promo code kool-aid to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com it's only a kick a jump a block It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody out there listening. We slash I, your boy Oakry, we are back in the building Now, let's get into this. What did I see in preseason game three? I saw number nine in his jersey running out there to get in the huddle and take some snaps. I was really glad to see that. I didn't think I would see it. I thought he would just sit there. To see Stafford go out there and to at least kind of get in the groove, run a few plays, run a few decent drives was good. 
it reminded me this guy is just a, an absolute top talent when it comes to simply throwing the football. The way the ball comes off this guy's hands, the type of throws he thinks about making and can make is incredible. Now, were there some times that I was just shaking my head at just like, you still don't have that tightened up or we still can't get this going? Yeah, of course. But overall, I thought it was good. I mean, like I said, move the football. We, we were able to turn the ball over a little bit on defense again. Um, you know, Matt Stafford on that, that ball to Marvin, that should have been a touchdown. That's got to be better ball placement. I mean, it's got to be... It's just got to be better. I don't know what to say. The, the the one that killed me, though, is is the the classic Stafford sidearm sling, just Gumby arm, just came out of the holster. Sidearm beauty, right to, right to the hawk, TJ Hawkinson. And uh, this guy had been having a ball game. He's got a walk-in touchdown, and he goes straight up Eric Ebron and just drops his football. I mean, I was just like, oh, no. But it was such an awkward throw. I think it just caught him off guard or, gosh, I don't know. It was just one of those moments where you're just like, oh, I wish he could have that back. If he catches it and walks in the end zone, everybody is raving about that play. It's all over the highlights as well as just making Matt Stafford's day look a lot better. But what are you going to do? It's just one of those things. Hawkinson did catch um, basically everything else thrown to him. He had a great catch and run. I think it was for over 30 yards. That was tremendous to see. The guy just catches the football so nice. I mean, the, the, the way that this guy can catch the ball over the middle and just in full stride, just keep running. Looks really smooth doing so. Got to love it. Um, like I say, that's the Stafford ball to Ty Johnson. I mean, that's that's just one of those he fitted in there. Ty Johnson made a hell of a catch. Uh, was able to fall in the end zone. You gotta love that. Shout out to Grifka's boy, Ty Johnson. He's looking looking better than expected, from my opinion. And, and they're definitely counting on him with some of the moves they've made at running back. So that's a good thing. But yeah, getting Stafford in there, getting him out was good. You know, would I still like to see him be a little more dynamic as well as the offense be a little more creative and and, and pull a few things out. Yeah, as everybody that's listening going, Okri, they're not going to do that until the regular season. Okay, I want to see it. Show it to me. You know, I want to see him do some things and have us run some plays this year that are outside the box, that are aggressive, downfield, that are, um, you know, unique, that can catch a defense off guard rather than really bland, vanilla stuff. And I believe in Bevel. But I just need to see it. on Johnson was out there. Again, nothing very spectacular. I, I feel like people are down on this guy and, and writing him off because he has not looked very explosive in preseason. But I'm telling you, this guy's a ball player. Same thing. I'm going to have a my fantasy football flavor. You guys are probably listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, my fantasy football flavor on Lions – or no – my Fantasy Football Weekly on uh, Lions Wire, USA Today Lions Wire, comes out every Thursday morning. So go ahead and check that out. Obviously, it's been a little bit hard to write with preseason football. You know, who the heck can really do fantasy analysis with that? But we're coming to that time where there's going to be real football. I cannot wait to do that. And this week in the article, I got a blurb about the Lions are going to unleash Kenny Galladay in the regular season. They have not used him barely at all. This guy is a freak, I'm telling you. Just the way he moves, the, his size, his athleticism, his long arms, the head he has on his shoulders. 
this guy is going to blow up. All they got to do is not only get it to him, make him a focal part of the offense, but use the son of a gun in the red zone. Throw it up to him. Throw him slants. Like, have him beast these cornerbacks. Like, it's not that hard. So I'm waiting for them to unleash Kenny. And I guarantee once uh, Carrion gets in his groove and starts getting the football and they start pounding in the run game, we're going to be good to go. Now, you're probably thinking... Hey, Oakry, you buried the lead, man. What about those injuries? Yeah, are you kidding me? Like, I'm sitting there working. I was working the game, actually, for Pro Football Focus as well. And so I'm doing that. I'm kind of half, you know, I'm obviously distracted. But I'm watching the Lions game, doing my work for Pro Football Focus. And I, I see these injuries. I'm just like, oh, no. I'm like, you know, when they say a guy is down, I'm thinking, please have it be like a guy that's probably not going to make this roster. I mean, you don't want to see anybody get hurt, but the minute I hear guy down and I hear Jared Davis, I'm like, Oh, our middle linebacker, the captain of the defense. Are you kidding me? Oh no. So that, that killed me right there as well as, you know, soon after that seeing Frank just go down in a heap. These guys had to be carried off, could not put any weight on their leg. I'm sitting there calling my buddies going, it's done. They're done for the year. There goes two key cogs to our team. I mean, it was, it was about as low as you could get for preseason game three with those two guys going down. I mean, not only the like centerpieces for their units. I mean, that's the centerpiece of your offensive line. The guy that's in the middle of your defense, the signal callers like, man, I know some people have issues with Jared Davis and whatnot, but if I had to name one or two players on the defense I don't want to lose, it's him because of that leadership, that moxie, that ability to be in the middle, make all the calls, do all that. Like, cannot lose him for an extended period. So word was, you know, all was good, which is good. I I hope it is. I hope, you know, they're both kind of just missing minimal time. But I'm also open to the fact if they miss multiple games, but we don't get into that six, eight game range. I feel okay about it. You know, coming out even back after the bye wouldn't be the end of the world. But, (coughs) excuse me, it's not ideal, obviously. So, yeah, those injuries were really tough to see. And Matt freaking Prater. Yes, Matt freaking Prater. That's what we got to call him on the show. This guy comes out for a 61-yarder, and basically every Lions fan is like, this guy's going to make this watch. And he hits a low-line drive. I mean, this thing goes through the uprights. you got to love Matt Prater. I mean, the guy's rocking the new Slim Shady haircut. He's a, a heck of a dude. And, man, can he kick the football. You know, he's he's basically rock solid in all the kicks that count. He's missed a few here or there that usually wouldn't cost us the game either way. But he's really solid and just love to see that. 61 yards is no joke, man. That was, that was tremendous. So um, I thought that was big. So, so let me go ahead and say this. Like, what, Where do I think this team is at? I mean, after three games, you know, when I saw those injuries, to be honest, and them just really not looking sharp, obviously they've lost all three games. They've got these injuries now. Matt Stafford's only really had limited time. None of their playmakers have really been unleashed, as I said earlier. I started to get down, to be honest. I was kind of like, man, I, maybe I don't know what to expect from this team. But I have liked what I've seen from the D. I mean, that's assuming, again, I I don't know Lions fans out there if you're with me, but I think you are. Have you even thought about the fact that against the Arizona Cardinals, we're probably going to line up Flowers, Snacks, Mike Daniels, Aishon, 
Deshaun Hand, depending on if he's back, and then be able to roll in other guys as well. Like, that is freaking nasty. That That's straight up, like, bad boys, basketball-type stuff up front. These guys do not like people. They're big and nasty, and they absolutely get after you. So... I cannot wait to see those four or five guys unleashed. I can't wait to see what Matt Patricia does, moving them around, you know, having them stuff the run, but also get after the quarterback. Romeo Quara has been a beast. I left him off. This guy is about 23 years old, and he played huge last year, and he's made some huge plays in the preseason. He hustles. He gets after you. If he can get his hands on you, he's putting you in the ground, um, and he's trying to take the football as well at the same time. So... I'm telling you, if they stay healthy, this could be one of the top defensive lines in the league. Uh, you know, our linebackers, I, I do not mind throwing Jared Davis, Jelani Tavai, and Christian Jones out there, and especially having a revamped Jalen Reeves-Maven. That's a pretty nasty, athletic, run-and-hit type linebacker core. you got Slay, who hasn't really shown anything. I like um, some of the things I've seen from Tracy. Some of the things are like, man, he's still young. you got to see where he's going to come along. And then we still are just unsure at the second corner, but, you know, Grifka and others ragging on Justin Coleman. What did Justin Coleman do this last game? Punched the football out. Perfect punch right to the elbow. Got that football out. He makes plays. He's always where he needs to be, basically, in coverage. And, and yeah, he's going to turn it up come the regular season. But, I mean, blindfolded, he's going to be better than, than Lawson and uh, Mike Ford and all these guys they had trying to guard the slot. I mean, let Justin Coleman be in there and do his work. I mean, he's going to be a big upgrade. I guarantee it. So I like what I see from this defense. I think the offense, I still don't really know what I have, but I also haven't seen them all together. I haven't seen them for four quarters. And uh, we'll talk more about that Arizona game next week, but that's just the big wild card because it's not a team that really has a – any tape on it it's not a team that you can really game plan for so i think it's just gonna be a wild card on both sides like we don't know what to expect from arizona and they don't know what they're gonna get from us because nobody's seen flowers snacks daniels Ashawn all all together it's gonna be it's gonna give kyler murray some fits i guarantee it and i think that's gonna be an exciting football game to watch so we'll talk more about that so where where would i see this team right now of course, I'm optimistic, but I also think that uh, they're going to have some struggles. You know, they're going to have some times where, um, you know, we're going to be shaking our heads. You know, I don't think it's a um, complete ready-to-go football team. I'm hoping that maybe by the after the bye week, they'll know who they are and they'll be um, hitting on all cylinders and have limited injuries. If they do, look out. If we get bitten by the injury bug, which we've done plenty in the past, as well as come out slow offensively, as we have these past few years, yeah, it's going to be rough waters there in the beginning. I need to see Matt Stafford, Carrion, Galladay, Marvin, Hawk. I need to see these guys rolling from the first snap. No, like, hey, we'll, don't worry, we'll come back in the second half. No, I want to see you rolling. I want to see you just coming after. I want to see that desire. I want to see some passion. I want to see Matt Stafford grab somebody by the collar when they're not doing what they're supposed to, get in their face, and then next time it's corrected. I want to see teammates like Romeo Quara getting after Tracy Walker in, in, in a recent game. Yeah, I want to see them holding people accountable. I don't mind a little fire and passion from them and the coaching staff. I don't want to see the same old, same old. I want a fiery, competitive football team that's ready to win and isn't going to wait around until it's the last, last minute to do so. So, 
I'm still projecting this team high. I still think a lot of people are selling them way short when you start looking at not only these weapons, but this this arsenal on defense that we have in, in regards to stopping the run, as well as just having some heat-seeking missiles that come after people and hit, and hit people and create turnovers. I think that's uh, what we're going to look forward to. So as you can tell, man, I am jacked. We are about done with this preseason wasted garbage. We're going to have our 53 best players, whoever Bob Quinn, Matt Pat, and people decide. And we're going to roll into Arizona with some swag ready to go, ready to to knock somebody's face off, ready to put some points up. I wouldn't mind seeing 25, 30, 35 points put up on the board. And go. let's, let's go get a W week one. I mean, we'll get through this last week of the preseason. We'll get through cuts, but I'm already, my mind's already there, man. Sunday against Arizona, against Kyler Murray and company. Um, I cannot wait for that football game. So to close out this podcast, let's talk a little bit quick on who's in, who's out. So, you know, let me take a quick look. Kind of had the, uh, if if any of you guys are ever looking for, you kind of want depth charts again. Not exactly sure. I mean, the Lions website always has some jankety depth chart, you know, no real good information. A lot of other websites. If I just really want to see some depth chart info, not saying they got everybody slotted perfectly, my go-to, and I don't know if other people go to this as well. I don't even know the whole history behind this, but I go to Our Lads. Our Lads is some website. Sounds like it's from overseas. I don't even know. But they you can quickly grab a team's depth chart. Nice little simple layout and kind of see players, see where they're slotted. So just looking at this, I mean, when I took an overall glance, there's a couple things that jumped out. For all the dang receivers we have on this football team, you know, there's not much after the starting guys. I'm looking at Kenny, Marvin, Danny Amendola. And then when you start looking behind those guys, these are the names, man. Chris Lacey and Andy Jones, Tommy Lee. You know, Jordan Lasley, who they just brought on. Now I skipped over my guys, who I hope make it and who hope can make some plays. Brandon Powell. Brandon Powell! Uh, Travis Fulgham. You know, terrible fumble by the young fellow. You know, that could cost you, but he's also done some good things. And then Jonathan Duhart, who everybody sort of wrote off the roster. He was teammates with Fulgham. This guy's, this guy's got some juice, man. I'd love to see him on the practice squad, let him continue to develop. I think he can do some things. Go pull up some Old Dominion highlights and watch Fulgham and, and Duhart get after it. So, but the rest of that is not pretty. I mean, yeah, Chris Lacey is a good um, special teams guy. He's yoked up. He's been in the weight room. He can do a couple things. But do I want him as my, you know, basically my backup to one of my outside wides? No. You know, they got like, you know, Tommy Kennedy, Tom Kennedy still on here. I mean... I would love to see another decent name underneath those top three that we could at least come in in a pinch as well as have some injury depth, but pretty thin there. Now, in or out, Kenny Wiggins, you know, um, he was just anointed that left guard spot. Now there's been a lot of shakeup. Maybe Joe Dahl's over there. You know, they went ahead and paid him. Not really sure why. Um, but, you know, can Joe Dahl play there and play decent? I sure dang hope so. Um, to me, Kenny Wiggins, I mean, if he's not the starter, I'd probably say he's out, you know, um, but he might also be that depth swing guard that they want to keep. You know, there's nobody really behind Frank. Leo Kalamatangi has been here for, seems like a decade. I mean, never plays, but I can't imagine he's that good. I'm hoping that we don't have to deal with that. Word was Frank may be back, which I hope so. 
you know, Ode Abouche, yeah, great name still, but not a guy that, you know, I have heard much from or seen much good things. I know Eric Schlitt did a cool little recap of Bo Benchwal about what he's been doing. I mean, I haven't heard his name called a ton, which is usually a good thing, but, you know, I don't know that he's making a push to really make this roster. Hopefully, maybe, again, a good practice squad guy. You know, I like our tight ends, you know, Stafford at quarterback. I'm good. He's He's got to show me something. I'm not going to give him a free pass. Of just, like, go out and play semi-decent football. I want to see him be explosive. I liked what I've seen from C.J. Anderson and Nick Bodden. They've been kind of as advertised. And like I said, I kind of already went through the defense. But if you're, if you're looking at it, I mean, if Jared Davis can't play, Tavai's got to go in the middle. If Tavai's in the middle, I think you're looking at Kennard and Raves Maven on the outside with, you know, uh, uh, Christian Jones as kind of a backup there. You know, maybe you go with Tavai, Jones, and and Kennard. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, Steve Long is just coming back from injury. Is a guy I liked, pretty athletic, been around for quite a while. Can he add some depth there and do some things? We'll see. I mean, you get to this cornerback side. I mean, Darius Slay, Rashad Melvin. You know, has Melvin, he's done a few okay things. Have I been impressed? No. Jamal Agnew, a few plays here or there. A couple decent returns, but nothing spectacular. AO has been up and down, you know, more so like in the middle of the pack. I know people are getting excited about him recently because he's been around the football and and whatnot. But I, I don't think I'm ready to anoint him a starter or give him huge PT. But he's definitely in the mix. My boy Will Harris, I mean, again, this guy was talked up of being, you know, slow and not doing so great. I mean, I've loved what I've seen from him. He's always around the football. He's got a, the touchdown. I think he got the, the fumble recovery on special teams here in game three. Gotta love that. Miles Killebrew, he's a guy who's really showed up. This guy has, um, gosh, man, Miles Killebrew just been waiting on this guy and thinking, man, he's too little to play linebacker and he can't cover anybody. To play safety, well, he maybe has found that good backup role where he can kind of just do a little bit of both, but not at a great level. But I like some of the things he does. I, I definitely would sort of keep him on the roster, especially for special teams. Tavon Wilson, I know you redid your deal, and I like you as a as a basic football player, but you may be out, you know, if they want to go with a more dynamic group of Tracy, Quandre, um, you know, even Andrew Adams has flashed. You know, maybe they like Andrew Adams more than Tavon, or um, not quite sure. But uh, you know, we'll see what we got there. And like I say, Coleman to me, you know, unless Tease is doing something great that we don't see as fans, I mean, you're probably writing off that draft pick at this point. And this Jamar Summers, I mean, this is uh, Frank Ribble's favorite player. I mean, I can't say I know a ton about him. I know that I read some things. I think he's the guy that did big things with the uh, AF, like nobody could throw on him and, you know, nobody would, tr- and when they would try him, he was always getting his hand on the football or right in their hip pocket. I think Risden, Jeff Risden wrote that up as well for Lions Wire. But uh, yeah, Jamal Summers, I mean, if he's got upside and I, I haven't got to see him much, but I, I wouldn't mind him getting in the cornerback mix if he's got, uh, you know, ability and, and can be better than what we currently have. Then you have your basic, you know, specialists, special teams. Again, everyone makes a big deal about it. You basically roll out the same people. Obviously, I'd love to have a new punter here. I mean, Sam Martin is, for every three decent punts, he's got the one shank or the one shorty or the one issue or the, 
you know, I guess probably the why I want him off the team too is how he just comes out to hold kicks with the with all his apparatuses, which I've detailed on the show before. He's got the glove, he's got the hand warmer, he's got the towel, he's got the pine tar, he's got the, you know, his his ridiculous uniform, the way he wears it, like everything about him just bugs me. But uh, like I say, just freaking punt the ball, buddy, and do it well, and I'll have no issues with you. So. I mean, in and out, you're going to be just looking at those guys like, is Wiggins on this roster? You know, are they keeping a guy like Logan Thomas? I didn't talk about him, but, you know, is he in or is he out? You know, same with Isaac Nata. Where, who's that guy at the at the tight end position? You know, what are they going to do at, at quarterback? To me, it's just Savage is your backup. You know, maybe Perez on the practice squad. Josh Johnson probably is out. Um, running backs, you're probably looking at Mark Thompson out. Stockton out. You know, Ty Johnson, carry on Anderson, and then I would hope, you know, uh, James Williams would, would would find a way, even though he's coming in late in the game here. That's a little bit of a long shot, but I'm rooting for him. And another wild card we haven't talked anything about is uh, our draft pick, the uh, Austin Bryan out of Clemson. We haven't seen anything out of him, and everybody forgot about Deshaun Hand because he's been injured. But watch out for both these guys if they're healthy and if. Matt Patricia could just add them to the uh, puzzle piece when it comes to the defensive side of the football. So I'm excited. Like I say, I'm excited about that roster. There's going to be some surprise cuts, no doubt. There always is of guys like, man, I thought he'd make the team and he doesn't. Or, wow, I thought he was out and now they're keeping him. We don't know why. Get ready for that as well as trust in the management. These guys see these guys every day. They know their medicals. They know their personalities. They know what fits best more so than we do. So remember that when we're going crazy over some of this stuff and just be positive and be excited about week one of the NFL season. I mean, Lions, Cardinals, like going on the road, great chance to get a victory, but also going to have to deal with a quarterback's going to be running around an offense that is going to be like few others in the NFL. But I trust our head coach and I trust the fact that we're going to be able to keep up with them offensively because we got players too, man. We can put the ball in the end zone. We haven't done it as much as I'd like the last couple years, but we can do it. I'm excited to see it. So, everybody, this was me going solo. This was me unloading my bucket of Lions talk. Um, Had a bunch of fun doing it. Hope you uh, did listen. Old school, no sound drops, no gimmicks, no jokes, no no over-the-top entertainment, which we know is a great part of the show, and we love doing it. But it's fun to turn that clock back. Put the old put the old Thanksgiving jersey on, the old gray and blue only with the silver helmet. Go old school. Go meat and potatoes and just turn the mic on and talk football and give you guys uh, what you're looking for as Lions fans. So thank you so much, everybody. Um, again, check out our Friday show where I'm hoping to bring some friends, some other Lions fans on. Also play some voicemails if you're listening to this. Get that dang voicemail in. Call that line and leave me a funny, big, bold take on the Lions right now before we start playing games that matter. I want to hear from you. And thank you again, everybody, for the support. It's tremendous. We love doing this show. And uh, we'll be back Friday talking all things Detroit Lions. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much. And if you're listening to this on Wednesday and you're in that Detroit Kool-Aid cast fantasy football league on ESPN... I'll see you Thursday night for the draft. I can't wait. And that's going to be big time as well. So thank you, everybody. Take care. I'm out. Back to back. Start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions.
drink it in, man.